Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Claire O'Sullivan podcast. Um, so today I am very, very excited and honored to welcome our second ever guest, um, the amazing Anna Galvin onto the podcast. Um, so Anna is a great friend and inspiration to me. So I cannot wait um, to hear her story, learn what's working for her and um, for everyone just to see how she operates at the level that she does. So welcome, Anna. Hi, Claire. Thanks, Emil. That was a very, very nice intro altogether. <laughs> um, I am not going to say too much about you now because I know that you will introduce yourself a way better than I can. Um, but I just want to say thank you for coming on today. And um, I'm going to start by asking you just to tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, well, first of all, thanks, Emil, for having me. And it was a huge... When you uh, contacted me to ask would I come on to the podcast, I was like, well, if there is any woman, I cannot say no to it. <laughs> so I said, absolutely. Um, but yeah, so my name is Anna Galvin and I am, I suppose, in terms of sporting, um, uh, I'm, I'm a Kerry Ladies footballer and I have been for probably, God, it's 10 years now. I think you and I <laughs> started at the same time. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think it was 10 years ago we went in, um, but I am also an occupational therapist. I live and work in Dublin. I work in Trinity College in um, the Student Disability Service as an OT and a disability officer. Um, and yeah, I just, um, at the moment, I'm kind of just living in Dublin and not really coming home very much. You asked me, was I in Cardaniel? And I'm not. I'm staying put and not doing the commute while I can avoid it. Um, but yeah, I played football then for Kerry and was part of the team that made it to the All-Ireland final this year. Um, so yeah, we had a, a great season and um, just kind of getting a bit of a chance now to relax and put the feet up for a little while. <laughs> amazing, amazing. So I think... Um, uh, when you were saying there Anna you've been playing for Kerry for 10 years so you've been playing for the seniors for 10 years but I'd imagine you've been playing for Kerry for a bit longer than that have you? <laughs> yeah god uh <laughs> when did we start the guy I can't even oh. remember under 14 um yeah we used train we used head away to training up in up in Clarny up in Fossa <laughs> wow. wow uh training since we were very very young and we were we were you and I were always playing together um all the way up through the grades and god we had some crack the year that we were training so there was one year that we were all training i think it was under 16 and the uh famous david o'connor was our manager we were training in temple no which was only which was like a stone's throw to training from for me which was such a nice <laughs> train and for you as well obviously um and God, that was the best year ever. What a man and what a team we had that year. Um, and it was some crack. It was great fun. I think that was one of my favourite years ever playing underage football. Um, I don't, but think, yeah, um, and I... don't think I'll ever forget those years that we, um, do you know, we got to enjoy such success at a very young age playing football. And I guess like we've been friends from that back many years ago and it's just amazing the, the connections that we did make back those years ago I know it's actually it's unbelievable um so funny actually I should, <laughs> I should have told you this before but um I was you and I played football obviously for Kerry up through the years that we were in UL together for 
anyone that doesn't know, we were in college together, so we were playing football then, and we both went to America one summer, and I remember I was down in San Fran, you were up in Chicago, and um, you got onto me, you were heading, you were heading traveling, you were coming down to San Fran, so you were like, would, I, would we be able to stay with you? I was like, absolutely, of course, of course, of course, and then I was actually heading up to Chicago after that. Um, you were going to be gone, but you put me in touch with some of your friends from the football team there, um, one of whom was Haley, which doesn't mind me, I'll just leave her as a first name. And then years and years later, I landed into, so I train with Nafina Football Club up here. I've tr- actually transferred up here. Um, and I landed into training one day, we're inside the gym, and I was like, who is that girl? She looks wicked familiar. And we kind of were looking at each other a couple of times and then went away. I must have gone through two or three training sessions. And then someone finally said, Haley. And I was like, ding, 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 light bulb went on. And I realized that it was the girl that I had stayed with <laughs> playing football in Chicago. I was like, this world is too that... small. But GAA is, um, yeah, it's just, it's a special, there's a special connection when you play it. That's for sure. 100%. And I think like, um, we're obviously all from those days living very different lives now, but it's amazing the amount of times we'll come into contact or make some connections um, back from all those years ago of like playing maybe, I don't know, under 14, like maybe 12, 13, 14, like up the years and to have those connections is something special and a massive shout out. You you mentioned David O'Connor. So a massive shout out to our good friend, Michelle O'Connor as well, who yeah. hopefully will be listening yeah. to this. Um, but I think we made the best friends from those days. And so you have carried on playing Kerry senior football now. I hung up my boots a little bit, <laughs> um, not at that level. So Anna, you've been playing since what age? Since like probably under eights, nines? Yeah, yeah, funny. Um, somebody asked me when to, what's my like earliest memory of playing football. Uh, probably, it was probably during COVID and there was lots of interviews and stuff going on, but I was down in Derry Nan pitch and I remember I used to kind of go down training with my brother um my brother's team my dad would have been involved my uncle would have been involved with training them he was like maybe four he's three or four years old and make four years kind of and um I remember Tom Corridan teaching me how to solo a ball <laughs> um who is my uncle but also the father of Deirdre Corridan who played for Kerry as well his my cousin so yeah we've had football in the in the blood for a long long time and yeah. kind of our whether you want to be or not, you're born, you're born rare to this. But um, yeah, no, it's yeah. So what age were you when you were learning how to solo a ball? Jeez, yeah, it must be, I suppose, eight or nine, whatever it was. I probably was a useless. Person, but, <laughs> um, wow. Yeah, it was just being dragged down to the pitch with, with Ian, probably because <laughs> there was nobody to, someone had to entertain me somehow. So they'd bring me, bring me down to the pitch wow. and tire me out a while. <laughs> while the other trainings were going on and it's obviously been a huge part of your life ever since yeah so um all the way up through then just kind of took to it pretty well and um just loved playing it and kind of had there was four boys in my primary school class and stuff and like they're mad into football and we always played together um on the team and everything and then Ian my older brother was really good at football so so I was just always looking and then I mentioned Deirdre and um, was my cousin and Joe played he's my cousin as well played uh, a lot as well and he was 
they're all so good. So I just had so many um, really great role models to be looking up to. And they were all just playing away. Uh, so I kind of just played away as well because it was <laughs> fun to be like them. Um, and yeah, gas, like I never necessarily kind of thought um, after, you know, kind of playing for, I don't know, like the the carry under 14s or anything like that. I think there was trials and I never went. I didn't really even know about them, I'd say. And I remember uh, a couple of my friends got, were like, oh, we're, we went to the trials and we're on the Kerry team. And I was like, class, that's amazing. That was cool. And then we were playing, obviously our clubs were playing games and the management must have been going to the games or whatever. And anyway, I got a phone call and asked me to come in for, um, into the training sessions. And that was grand. It was a little bit daunting. I was kind of going in late to the team. So it was a bit wow. bizarre, but I uh, joined in anyway. And ever since then, I've been kind of in and out of or more or less in teams in the last while barring barring one like I said one summer away uh we went to on a J1 and then I also um I had a cruciate injury um and then I also took a year in Australia went to Australia for a year so I have had some breaks throughout the the career but for the most part <laughs> football has been a pretty big part of my life wow um and yeah, it's just still going, still still hanging in there, just about coming to the age where people are like, are you, are we, are you staying on? Or they nearly, they are need to ask, are they staying on? Um, but, was, um, was it a dream of yours always to captain the Kerry ladies? Was that ever something that you ever thought of? Um, or was that something that, that just happened? Um, geez kind of something that just well kind of just something that happened so I would have I was the year actually that we mentioned David was training us I think that was that was the year I was captain I think David had made me train captain at some stage underage (laughs) he had great faith in me (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then with the O'Connor Cup team in Limerick I was captain in my final year as well there um so, and then the way it works in Kerry is that like, the county championships, the county champions get to nominate a captain. So Southern Gales won three years ago. So I was captain three years ago, the year COVID. Um, and we've been going really, really, really well. And then um, the season was stopped, obviously, for several months. And then the championship was being played off during the winter. Um, and it was a really short championship. You basically couldn't lose a single game. And we just were beaten we were pipped to the post by Cork I actually think it was like two it was a really close game um and we just didn't quite get over the line but uh the girls the Southern Gales I mentioned they're an absolutely class club team so lucky to be a part of it because we won county championship again last year so again was captain again this wow. year um, yeah. and oh like it is a dream come true when the lads approached you the first time and they were like look We'd love you to be the captain. I was very taken aback because there were I have you know a number of teammates on the team that are from Southern Gales and I suppose I just had been and um, had carried out that role previously when I was younger and stuff and maybe they just thought that it would be um you know something that I might be able to to do and sure it's not not even a huge there's nothing extra huge to it if you're just you just need to. I suppose bring people along on the journey and make sure that everyone is kind of getting on okay and then for the most part you just kind of have to lead by example and 
um, you train as hard as you want all of the everyone around you to train you be part of creating an environment that you'd like to be a part of and um, yeah sure every, everyone just feeds off the positive energy of each other then and like I didn't have a whole pile to do to be honest because everyone bought into it all so so easily um, the management create a really really good environment as well so we're very lucky um, but yeah it's been a huge honor obviously you like it I don't even know you were asked so like we got to the online final this year and so often in interviews you're asked oh and how does it feel to be captain and I must have been asked that question 50 times this year and I still don't have the, the words to describe it um when you when you get asked yeah, yeah when you get asked that question initially is there is there a little bit of fear is there a little bit of hesitation or is it immediately yes 100% this is what I want how does someone deal with with being asked that um god I don't know I think like this the tummy is doing flip-flops and you're kind of like jeez what's happening um and yeah like there was I don't think there was any hesitation like I pretty much was like yes please <laughs> um but I yeah no it was class I'd like always um you know we always have a, a vice captain on the team which has been so important so like Ashling O'Connell um would have been vice captain one of the years and Louise Niebuhr Hertig was the vice captain this year and sure like they are absolute they are just superb teammates and superb leaders and she was so it was just nice to have someone to bounce things off if you needed to ever needed to bounce anything off someone but yeah no sure it was, it was an easy job and when you knew you had those kind of girls at your side as well you're kind of like area this would be grand I'll manage this <laughs> we'll fire away that's incredible it sounds like you know you've got an amazing environment in there and that there's a lot of support behind you and I suppose all around you which is like a, a pretty cool environment to be a part of um so you were saying there Anna obviously captaining the Kerry senior ladies to an All-Ireland last year working as an occupational therapist in Dublin um we'll say having a personal life, having a family, how do you balance all of those things and keep the show on the road? Um, a lot, a lot, a lot of planning. <laughs> so, so much planning, so much organisation. Uh, this is where the, the OT skills come in handy. <laughs> um, but yeah, you just have to, you just have to be prepared kind of, you kind of, you give it a go reassess as the weeks go on if you're absolutely wrecked and shattered you maybe just reflect back on it at the weekend and just think right what needs to give here and is it that you just need to um maybe like contact like our snc was cassandra buckley who also played for Kerry and just knows you know she was she was really really supportive and was always in touch with us the girls that were away and things like that so you get on to her and you might just say look i'm absolutely shattered this week or Geez, I'm feeling really good at the moment and whatever it is and kind of get feedback from that side Um, maybe just look at whether you're doing too much on your rest day which would be like a Saturday mostly for me or whatever kind of is and just chat to the lads around training load and things Um, but yeah a lot of planning and you have 
plenty of time to plan your week and think about your week when you're sitting in the car for five hours down <laughs> or five hours up to carry. Um, so there is plenty of time for it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, it kind of is, it's, it's boring, but you have to be just methodical and organized and um, think about those bits and pieces and try to get your, your ducks in a row at the start of the week so that you're not chasing your tail because as soon as you start chasing your tail, it's never, it's going to be a tough old week to get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. tell me, tell me a small bit more about that. So you're saying like planning organization, and then you're also kind of saying like reflection as well on how the week has, has gone. So like what, like what needs to be done? Like what kind of planning do you need to do? What kind of organizing, like how, like, how do you actually make sure that you are on top of things so that you're not falling into that trap of chasing your tail? Um, so <clears throat> basically it's just kind of building a, a routine and building lots of habits. So um, I'd get back up to Dublin, whatever, on a Sunday kind of evening and might get, you try to get your shopping done then, get a bit of food in, um, get stuff planned for the week. So whatever meals you're going to be eating, get those bits and pieces gathered early on in the week so that you're setting yourself up well to start with and you get your lunch and everything prepped for the next day. Um, then I was training with the club up here. So I was training on a Monday, um, every Monday, then you'd be in work. Like I was in work heading into the city Monday to Thursday, heading into Trinity. Um, so just kind of just being planned and like the absolute horror, but I used to like, sometimes if it meant like having to bring like silly things, like bringing like such boring mundane things, like washing home at the weekend to be able to do it at home in Kerry as opposed to poor mom mom probably ended up doing it for me. <laughs> shout out to mom 27 years, yeah, <laughs> 27 years of age i uh, know but just you'd have to because otherwise like there's literally not enough time in the week there's not enough days in the week um if you're not kind of thinking about those bits and pieces uh yeah and then get your um like yeah get your training schedule always kind of starts so it's really lovely that we have training on a monday you might be tired sometimes and it would be kind of a heavy enough schedule, but I train on Monday and then get my gym done on a Tuesday so that definitely I had Tuesday evening to rest okay. um, and kind of kind of have that as a break during the week. Um, Wednesday then during the league um, kind of time, I was not commuting back down to Kerry for okay. midweek training. Um, and I used to play league games up here with Nafina that I transferred to. Um, and then I, that was another thing that was a huge thing with kind of, planning and and like longevity and um I was whether playing with Sun and Gales who I I kept like as in as soon as I moved closer to Kerry again at some stage like I'm going straight back <laughs> so just letting so everyone know right now okay <laughs> <laughs> the only other job that's going to be happening is back to Sun and Gales. Um, but no Nafina have been absolutely class and I happened to be training with them kind of last winter. Um, so I've kind of, I've segued off here now. <laughs> uh, was training with them last winter through just kind of a random connection. We got in with them and we were training with the intermediates because their intermediate team were still going. Um, and sure, La- Gas landed down to training and their manager is a cardinal man <laughs> <laughs> who I know his family very, very well and knew his name very, very well, but never had actually met him. Um, so sure it's too small a world really but 
had that connection there. My mom is from Glasnevin as well, so they're in Afina and I'm living um, in that area. So, so like I moved up and was living with family there. And so that's where the transfer kind of came yeah. about as well. But it was no easy decision. Like you were kind of, I was up and down the road last winter uh, for a club because we got to into Munster. Um, and I just was like, God, this is too, this is a little bit too hard. Yeah. At least with Kerry training, you're stopping an hour and a half shy of where I was stopping when I was going club training. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know where Car Daniel is, it is the back of beyond the Kerry. <laughs> it is the south, south, south of Kerry. So um, anyway, kind of made the decision that, look, if I was to feasibly be able to play for Kerry, I had to have it in my head that I was doing it for, you know, December until like July, end of July, start of August, when the all yeah. that, that weekend, when the all earned was. So at least that's a manageable. Then you're kind of thinking, I can make it. I can do this planning and organization and do this like routine and, and be methodical for that length of time. And yeah. then once I hit August, you know that you have a break, you're balancing it up. So like we look, I suppose, in, in OT, we look at like making sure that we have a good balance across kind of productivity leisure and self-care and yeah um realistically when you're playing county football to the standard that we hope to be able to play to yes you absolutely love it but it's not necessarily leisure yeah. <laughs> at that point it's productive and you're you're working really really hard so you kind of know that at the end of that eight months then once you've done that routine and worked really hard and you've had that kind of balance of a high productivity level lots and lots of planning an organization that like you'll be able to kick back in with yeah. a bit more leisure and self-care during the winter which I was only going to be able to do if I did transfer to a Dublin club so that was kind of the main reason behind that but yeah. now I'm kind of able to live in Dublin and um just relax and just wow. kind of take a step back and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. just you know there's a few things that are really jumping out to me there I suppose like I think do you know sometimes when you're just doing things and doing them a certain way you probably don't think about some of those things and maybe think about how they lead to you being able to perform at the level that you are but I suppose like a few key things that sometimes we lack like okay just planning at the start of the week the simple things the boring things the food shop yeah. the cleaning things like de- like delegating to your mom like delegating <laughs> Like sometimes we just need to delegate off those things to like, you know, if you were coming back to Dublin with no washing done, like, like it sets your week off to a bad start. Um, yeah. Then like, I suppose, managing your training load, like talking to other people like the SNC coach, Cassandra, and seeing like, you know, do I need to actually adjust things here? Like, am I taking on too much? Because obviously there's going to be a big demand on the body from playing but also from commuting from working like there's going to be other stressors there too and then having a little reflection at the end of the week what went well is there something I need to change here like so I think Mm -hmm. those things are like probably just coming so naturally to you but probably so important to make sure that you're successful and then it sounds like you've you've had to make some make some tough decisions too with I can only just imagine like it being hard to transfer from a club that you've been playing for for a lot of years but it's like weighing up okay my goal here is 
is longevity and I want to play for the full season not just like I suppose be wearing myself thin and picking up injuries so like being able to make those tough decisions and and weigh things up and probably having a bit of an OT brain now probably helps a lot with those things um and then I I just find that really interesting what you said about balance that okay like balance doesn't have to be every day my life is so balanced or every week my life is so balanced and I think we're sold this thing about like it has to be this perfect work-life balance but I think it's okay sometimes to push hard for a few months of the year if like you're very goal focused very goal orientated knowing that a few more months of the year like I can be skewed in the other direction maybe I can be skewed towards a bit more fun and meeting up with people and being that bit more social exactly like that is such a huge huge thing and um it's like just that that piece of you're right like I think there is this thing of work-life balance where it needs to be all the time you are you know kind of hitting this perceived balance and like also that balance is different for different people like people might absolutely love 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 their job and love doing it all the time so they're happy enough to do a bit more of it all the time and then others might not like it as much but just sometimes you just have to suck it up and do it um and kind of power on but it's really important then if you are going through so if you don't have um like I suppose a balance across your day-to-day or that you're real hectic at the time if you can't do it across a weekly basis either say take a Saturday and get your rest and get a bit of recuperation in then if you're going through a really busy patch to make sure that like there's an end line in sight for that yeah and have something planned for when you do take that break so like that was it like I was saying I knew that come August no matter what I was going to be taking a break so you just are like absolutely head down and you have no issue then it makes putting the head down that little bit easier kind of like yeah I'm doing and like obviously you have to buy into the goals that you're working towards and you have to really want them and stuff like that which makes it more sustainable um but yeah having knowing that at the end that there is um a chance for you to like you said skew in the other direction and just get yourself that bit of rest um back as well it's so important 100% because I think we'll say what you're giving up maybe at that time is is very much worth it and it's like you said there is an end like there is an end line in sight so it's not like Mm -hmm. as maybe like maybe not as mentally draining that you're maybe giving up a few things like for the greater good a hundred percent yeah so and as well like because I know um God, like loads of my friends are footballers and stuff as well. So that we're all in the exact same boat and we kind of know that it's just a little bit <laughs> impossible for us all to meet up during uh, the season. Yeah. But like I also have friends who don't play football, but they are so understanding throughout the year. Like they just are. And like they're backing you to the absolute hilt. They'll still be texting you before every game saying best luck and stuff. And if they are around or if you're around the weekend, they'll be getting on to you to go for the walk and the coffee instead of the pint because they know like what what you're like <laughs> at the moment um and then you can like repay that and like not necessarily repay it but like they'll know that you'll be there during the winter then and like that's when you can make a bit more time for those friends and like the friends that kind of get you over the line and they just um I suppose it is really important to surround yourself with people who do have that kind of level of understanding whether they're sports people or not so like I've a good mix of both um 
because so many people like you know a lot of people do ask like why do you do it how do you do it like I wouldn't be able to do it or whatever but like the the friends that aren't the sports people but are always there never ask that they just know that it's something that we always do um and that they'll just be there anyway and they'll be there come the end of the season to go you know whatever to go on the tear with you to repay the pints yeah yeah exactly um so it is so important to have those kind of people around you and stuff like that but then again like over the season when your head is down and you're really really you're working real hard and you have a busy schedule and stuff yes having an end line in sight is really important but like it's really important as well to just kind of focus on the sort of more like that's a that's a real long distance goal yeah. um it's important to kind of break down and look at I find it useful to just break that the week down and work on smaller things as you go along so yeah. actually something we worked with um with Michelle O'Connor who was involved with us this year um as a performance um psychologist and she was helping Kind of helping on loads of different areas but like that was something that I found really really useful that we'd kind of pick out a couple of things that we're really going to zone in on for on a weekly basis because realistically to improve your performance there's a million things you could think about yeah. um, and you're thinking geez I need to do this 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 and this and you get so overwhelmed but uh, it used to be that like you'd identify kind of three key things that you might want to work on and come up then and to try to think of practical ways of implementing that throughout the week um so god it could be it literally could be anything it could be that I'm really going to focus on getting my sleep this week or I'm really going to focus on uh connecting with a couple more players or maybe it's that I've actually had a little bit I haven't had enough of like the the kind of leisure and self-care pieces to get me through this at the minute so I'm going to make sure that I get to visit um my family in Dublin and stuff like that and just spend a bit of time a bit of downtime and connecting with other people outside of football as well so whatever it was you kind of could check in on where you were at that point in time and then make you know identify one or two things that would really really help to get you through that week or whatever it is and to build because like I said there literally are thousands of things that you could work on on a daily basis but you can't manage that and it's just overwhelming Mm -hmm. if you think like that yeah. So yeah, the breaking so, it down. I Obviously, really, the end goal is so key, but then you can't always be focused on that either. Hundred percent, because I guess when you have that in goal it's very far away it's very much in the distance and like it doesn't give you much practically to focus on maybe right now um so I love that of identifying three things Mm. within your week that you're like okay these need to be my priorities because I can't focus on all of the hundred things how do you go about like identifying something like that so I think sometimes like we don't know maybe if we need that bit more self-care or that bit more time with our family or we're not always great at identifying if we're like emotionally drained like how like how do you decide for yourself okay this is what I need this week or how how does that process go for you um I think uh like I said like I said a a while ago I kind of reflect each each week and see how I'm feeling and uh, maybe on that Saturday where was the kind of down day or whatever might see geez what have I done this week and have I done anything outside of football at all at all has it just been football and and work in Trinity or have I done anything else or 
maybe I have and maybe I drained or um, whatever it is. It's just kind of a little reflection piece and you just have to think about how, like what worked well over the course of the week and what maybe didn't work so well. Um, and then if something did work well, maybe just focus on maintaining that and that could be one of the goals. And then alternatively, if something didn't work well, just trying to identify what it is that I could do. Um, I know it is it is hard to kind of identify if you are emotionally drained and stuff like that, but um, I don't know, you just have to be a little bit more honest with yourself. That's probably something that I've gotten used to. I don't even know if there's some a particular thing that I was doing, maybe yeah. talking to people a bit more, um, talking to like my partner or my friends or Michelle or whoever it might have been just to see if they could pull up like how I, how the week has been and stuff yeah. like that yeah. um I suppose for so, my yeah. for, it's something I've done a little bit of looking at for myself because I feel like like we're the worst at thinking sometimes oh, I just need to keep doing it I just need to keep do- going like it's more I need to be doing more and I feel yeah. like it's so easy to think we can we just need to do more if something's not working that we need to do more um but I suppose some red flags for me um in terms of work it's like if I get up in the morning and I'm not like I'm not feeling like oh I really want to do this task or I really want to get back to these emails or I really want to get back to these messages it's like if my desire is down a little bit I'm like something's up here or I suppose um a big one for me is just my mood like if my mood is a little bit off I'm like I'm doing all the same things. I'm exercising. I'm eating well. Like I'm like I'm sleeping. Like something's going on here that I'm in bad form, and I'm not laughing at that joke that that person made that I might have laughed yeah. at last week. That's like a big <laughs> one for me. Just like like I suppose overall how I'm feeling. Definitely, and like you just have to be honest with yourself as well. Like sometimes you can be in bad mood for a long time, and just say oh, no. The it was a stupid joke. Why would I have laughed at that anyway? Or I'd just be a little bit like, no, actually, I'm gas like it. I should have been, you know. You do have to be um, a little bit more honest with yourself um, and just call yourself out as well if you are in bad form. Because I know previously, that's it's definitely something I've learned over the last couple of years. That I, like previously, I have been in bad form and I've been, I've taken things, like I've taken, um, I suppose, my footballing identity too seriously on occasion and um and like it has impacted on on myself and my mood and like how I feel about myself you just have to take a step back and realize that yes okay that's one part of my life is this but also I have so many other roles in my life like I have like you are a daughter a sibling um like a a girlfriend a friend and you have to make sure that maybe you're like take a step back from the footballing role and are you also looking at what you're doing in these um and just identifying there as well whether you're hitting all those kind of bits and pieces but yeah the mood one is a huge huge one and sometimes you can ignore it for a while but it's something over a little bit of time you just learn to become a bit more self-aware again michelle kind of would have worked on that self-awareness piece um and just reflecting on how you're actually feeling um and yeah it is it's a skill like it is a skill it's something and it's something that you have to practice and um, so it's not something that so it's definitely something that you can learn um and it's not something that you can learn overnight 
So like any physical skill, you have to practice it. Sometimes your practice won't go as well as others. You'll have, a, like, like in football, you might not have a great training session, but like you still have to keep going on the skills and things like that. This is a skill as well. You just keep doing it and you get better and better at it over time. And eventually you become like, it's, you're a pro at it. Like it's autonomous. It's part of what you do on a regular basis. Like now you and I wouldn't think about how you even solo a ball. And like, that's because we've learned it and we've practiced it over and over again. And again, now I'm like, I don't really know how to explain how you do that reflection <laughs> because you just get into it and do it all the time. It just comes automatic now. But I think that's actually an amazing point that you made there about like maybe not letting like your identity as a footballer impact the other areas of your life because sometimes if we care so much about something if something is such a big part of our lives it is very easy for it to get all consuming whether that be like the sport that we're playing whether it be like the job that we're doing whether it be a certain relationship it's like knowing that you do have these other roles that I guess if you give everything to one you might end up maybe neglecting another and it's um I guess like maybe leaving yourself a little bit open to um, maybe like if, if something isn't going well in that area, is it very crushing then for everything? Yeah, definitely. Um, I know a couple of years ago, I like I've learned a lot over the last few years and like a couple of years ago was probably fine. Like my performance wasn't as good. My football performance wasn't as good. I was struggling massively with it. And like, I was just really tired all the time. Um, and was just drained and like of course my football performance wasn't going to be great things so just I just was like burning the candle on both ends and I was doing um, a master's I was working really hard um, I was at home um, and I was working in a cafe but I was just doing doing a lot like I was had quite a bit of quite a bit on my plate um, and then my football was suffering and um, I had invested so much in into my identity as a footballer that I my like I was so low for quite a long time like it was, it was not it was not it was not a great time and like my sister was at home at the same time and we were both working in the same place and living together and I'd say she was like Anna is a terror to me right at the moment like and she just was like what is wrong with you you're so moody um and I kind of was like geez I really have been um but like that took it wasn't over not like that as I realized now that that was not great um and like even at the time I kind of realized it but even at the time I wasn't able to do a huge amount of magic because you kind of were just keeping going and stuff but I've worked on that now um and have made sure that I put like things in place for myself that I just don't get to that point again um and it's just about kind of reshaping what you're looking at how you're framing like who you are and your all the things that you do in your life and stuff like that so I did like part of the that kind of self-reflection of identifying yourself as a footballer came about through I was doing the Jim Madden leadership program that the GPA does mm-hmm. and you work with um uh, a life coach which I don't know how I felt about doing at the time but I was just, honestly, we just used to have really nice conversations and, and the life coach I was working with was, um, he was just, he was just lovely. And he just used to say, like, why are you thinking like that? And he challenged me a bit more around my thoughts and stuff. And that, that kind of kicked, kicked it off and like got me going on thinking about that. And then again, Michelle backed it up 
um, and helped me to kind of continue on that vein. And now, like, I'm quite much better at it um, about at not solely identifying yourself as a footballer because if you do do that, your self worth then is is put down to how well you're performing. And for God's sakes, like you can have a bad day on the football pitch and that doesn't mean that you're a bad person, but like that's genuinely, it can go that way, which might sound bizarre, but like if you're in it, it is, it's very hard then to come out of that. Um, but again, that takes practice and you have to, like it took me chatting to other people for them to identify that within me for me to be able to work on that. Um, so there's loads of learning to come out. Like that was maybe two years ago, two or three years ago. Um, and so like I was, I was a well-established footballer at that stage. It might've been something that I'd learned sooner, but it wasn't. And only now am I kind of gotten better at managing that, um, in the last year or two. That is absolutely, that's huge. Anna. I feel like that's such a valuable that's such a valuable point for anyone who invests a lot into a sport. It's like, I am not like my performance at this, any, like on this, any one day or at this, any one time, like I'm so much more than that. And I suppose like we see this in like an awful lot of areas. It's like, okay, if work isn't going good, we see this for people with the scales. If the scales isn't going in the right direction, it's like something is not going my way. That does not like, impact my identity as a person like my yeah. worth is not just solely tied up in that um and I think like it puts an awful lot of pressure on you in that area if you're like if your self-worth is attached to it but I can imagine that like it, it's not something that changes overnight and takes an awful lot of work and it's the kind of thing that you're never probably never get into that point where it's like oh that that box is ticked I'm totally unidentified <laughs> with my performance there and because it's something that you care about and it's totally. probably something like totally. you, you know it, it's going to be that work in progress but I think for any younger players who would listen to this it's such an important point to make and it's like maybe putting those things in place that allow you to like what what do you do now if we'll say you go out for a training session with the carry ladies or you have a game and things just don't go your way like what happens in the aftermath that allows you to separate yourself from that um so so like sometimes it is harder to separate it always and like you might be in bad form because of the bad performance or so on but it's making sure that you don't just you don't carry it into the week so like and carried on for a longer time so just like simple things like separating separating the football from the um like uh, identifying within the football what went wrong what performance things went wrong what performance things you can do over the course of the next week that you can work on to improve that and make sure that the next time you go out that maybe you've just improved on something that you didn't do or just you know, whatever, reflect on that. But making sure that it's really boxed off, like you do just have to box off, like at the end of the day, yes, break it down like real practically into things that you can control. So um, like like that, something say my, my shooting was awful, right? So this week then I'll just do a little bit of working on my shooting and that's fine. I've come, I've identified where I want to work on um, and I've put 
I'm going to put practical steps in place that I can genuinely identify to you know work on this as opposed to saying uh, my shooting was awful I'm a terrible footballer and like <laughs> you know, letting that, like you know yeah. letting that carry on yeah. um yeah and and impacting on on your mood and how you feel about and like look that's idealistic as well you're not <laughs> always going to be able to do that and if you lose a big game you're gonna be you're gonna be depressed for a week or yeah. for longer you know yeah. like we, we weren't I certainly wasn't able to get over the all-Ireland loss by <laughs> identifying where we went wrong I haven't even thought about that game you're just gonna be annoyed for a while but yeah. uh yeah. again like taking a step back even with the all-Ireland loss taking a step back and thinking god yeah okay okay we lost here but there were so many positives that came out of it as well like there was huge like supporting Kerry and support across the board you know it was, it was funny we were asking each other <laughs> that week people kept congratulating us and we were like do they think we won or what like, like why do they keep saying congratulations <laughs> for god's sake um but if they're just general like so many people are like geez it was brilliant like it was just so brilliant to have the Kerry ladies back in wow. all Ireland final again like it had been 10 years since we were in the final even wow. um and yes you can be like really really disappointed but you have to look at the bigger picture as well and kind of think look we've made a lot of people proud and it's been really great for our sport and um just try not to get as caught up in our own heads and the negative thoughts take a step back identify work-ons or whatever it might be um and then also you have to if you're looking at things that need to be worked on it's so important you have to have to pull out positives from a situation as well and there's always positives to be pulled from a situation even if you have to talk to somebody else to try and identify those positives like there's still something to come from it there is just a few like amazing points you've made there Anna so I suppose things don't go your way it's not just a case of oh my god I'm an awful footballer like I'm going to just not think about that thing and forget about it like I'm just going to put that in the box okay it's like take a little bit of a step back and reflect okay what went well what didn't go well so what what went well we're looking at at the positives there and like you said there's always some I showed up like I did my best or okay maybe if I didn't do my best there's still going to be some positives there's still going to be some aspects of your game that went okay and then it's looking at those things that didn't and it's controlling the controllables like what can I change here and it's like okay creating the action plan out of that I can work on my shooting I'm down to the pitch on Monday before training I'm going to do some shooting practice and I think like one of the biggest things is that if we're feeling anxious about anything taking action on it is like the yeah. like what I find is one of the best ways to relieve that anxiety because it gives us something we can do in response and it's like okay once we've come up with that action plan it's trying maybe to separate ourselves then a little bit it's like look I've looked at it there's lessons to be learned I'm going to learn them and like at the same time it's a big game we're going to be emotional about that because we care and maybe allowing ourselves to feel a little bit of that but at the same time, it, it's exactly. not defining us as a person. And yeah, absolutely. I can imagine it's like that takes constant repetition as much as training. You need to train. I'd imagine you need to train your mindset like as much as you train your body to show up at training every day. You need to change. And the only way to do it is to go through those 
those shit periods to go through the days where you don't perform well because you don't get to practice that stuff if everything is going so smoothly exactly exactly and like look there's always going to be things you have to work on and and um, no performance is going to be 110 percent or anything like that um but like I said you do you just it is always a work in progress it's something you can kind of keep going at it is a skill um and it's it's not something it's not a skill that can be learned overnight like it does take a little bit of practice and these are things that have worked for me but like other people will find ways of doing this kind of reflection piece and that planning piece in ways that work for them like I kind of you know I might break things down as much as other people do or I might break break things down more than other people do but it's finding whatever way works for you kind of getting the gist of it um and and then figuring it out like there's going to be some trial and error and that's why the reflection piece at the end of the week or the month or year at different times different amounts of reflection might be needed or whatever but you can identify what works well for you what kind of works well but not quite maybe a bit of tweaking would would make it suit your life a little bit better like I have time to kind of mentally think about things in my car journeys other people might um have time writing things down might work for them um yeah and like you know it's it's all about sort of figuring out within your life whatever environment you're kind of functioning within whatever bits and tasks that you have to get done how to fit those those really important things like those reflections and that planning and organization pieces into your life because the like we all lead we have such different responsibilities um but kind of along that gist figuring out like doing those bits and pieces but figuring out a way that works for you because then you're going to stick at it and it'll be something that you just it comes becomes ingrained in you because you're doing it in a way that suits you um as opposed to it being a chore you know 100% yeah I totally get you and you've touched on things like writing it down like like journaling it'll become a chore if someone hates doing that but like if someone is very much that way inclined that will be their way of getting their thoughts out of their head and like I love that that it's it's going to be something different for everyone like take maybe like take the idea and mold it to suit you um I also love what you said about okay sometimes you mightn't see a positive like like we all have different strengths and weaknesses some of us might be a little bit like maybe negatively biased and maybe then we need to like seek that out in someone else you know that someone else is going to see the positives maybe like you know you're you're not able right now that you're like you're going to someone else and getting the help where you need it if you feel like you're struggling with something that you just can't see the way around exactly yeah and uh, it's you know it's really important like I said it before it's um so important to surround yourself with the people that can support you along whatever journey you're on and kind of are are part of it and 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 like finding that person as well that you can talk to in those instances is really important so just kind of figuring out is it a friend is it your one of your parents is it a partner a teammate or a professional um and just seeing you know figuring out who that person might be that you can identify to go to when you need to talk and sometimes like it might just be yourself you might do a voice note you might listen back to it and think jeez there's no need to say that like why should I say that um so 
Yeah, um, and I think, like, I'm so lucky. I don't know. I Honestly, I have such admiration for you and your marathon running, and I know you do a lot of it with Tommy and stuff, but, like, at the end of the day, it's you keeping yourself going, whereas I'm, I love, I just, I think people who do individual sports are just immense. I honestly, my team um, and like my ma- the management team that we get to work with, um, they, pull, they pull you through the hard days at times. Um, and when you are kind of lacking that bit of motivation or you're struggling a little bit, like you, you have them around you. Um, so I suppose you've figured out ways of managing that as well you went from a team sport to kind of an individual sport as well so I don't even know like it's it's like I said it's so different for everybody so you just figure out what works for you in whatever pursuits you're going after um and and yeah how like with that how important is the environment that you are surrounding yourself with now because I know that like you've obviously been in a lot of different team environments over the years and things like like how important is that for you and for your success and maybe for your success this year um yeah it's really really like it's it's huge um and it's I'm like there's so much there's some like people have jobs like there's so much research around creating like team cultures and that kind of environment and and what's what's positive and what's not positive for that um but it's it's massive like I know I've played over the course of the years and the different teams and the different sports and stuff like we've all played under um good and bad management and like we've played in good and maybe less positive environments as well and we we know how that negative impacts us so I think I just have learned I've just identified like how a positive environment has impacted on me yeah um and like how important it has been versus you know the the more the more negative ones like let's face it like we're always like at some stage in your life you're always going to be in 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 some sort of environment that's not that's not as positive for you yeah. as others have been maybe um so just kind of trying to replicate whatever has been really really positive has made a positive impact on me over the years and and just trying to kind of replicate that and build on that and and identify maybe um you know like there's always going to be energizers there's going to be people who are negatively biased but just making sure that they're not people aren't sapping energy from others either um which sounds a bit cynical but like that's just kind of like how how the world works um but yeah just creating that culture so that the scale is always tipped in favor of the energizers and that we can kind of maintain that positive environment but like it's it's hard um I think everybody like you need to try to get everybody to buy in which is not always easy um and over the course of the year as well like you'll have fights or you'll have like clashes and stuff but it's just about building an environment where yeah you can say those things to me and I know it's not an attack on me as a person it's an attack it's not an attack at all it's it this is for the better like this is for the greater good um so I suppose it takes a little bit of time to kind of build up to that as well, where people know that 
if something is being said to them that it's being said to them for a reason yeah and then there's always a way of framing something positively like so we've spoken about this already but like you can say like say for instance you give me a you're kicking the ball into me you're kicking it to my weak side all the time defenders coming out with it all the time and I can be like Claire you're like it's so useless at kicking the ball <laughs> well instead why don't you say Claire why don't you kick it to this side of me I know this is such a simplistic example but there's you know, there's always a way to deliver the message constructively hundred and just giving yeah. out about it and giving out to the person say this is what would be better yeah. um yeah but you're, you're creating so I guess like in that example, you're just creating a better outcome outcome for both of you. You're not saying, okay, you're crap. You keep giving me a terrible pass. You're like, <laughs> okay, if we could do this better, like it leads to a better outcome for us and for the team. Yeah. So you have to work on your communication. And again, I'm coming back to Michelle Laffa, like she worked, like did work a lot on, on us and our communication and how we, how we deliver that uh, message as well. But, um, and just how important it is to communicate because what is the point in me getting thick at you if I've never actually addressed it with you, like I, I've no right to get angry with you if I've never addressed it with you. Um, if I address it with you and you still keep doing it, then I can get mad. <laughs> but, yeah. but you know, you have to speak. Like you have to communicate. It's so 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 important. Then, like once you get into starting to communicate, communicating in that kind of constructive way, and then making sure that people. So then it's much easier for people to take on constructive feedback. And it is a safer environment to give feedback um, once the once that is being kind of delivered in a positive way and it creates a much better team environment. So like you can be in a team where I like, look, some people do are just people to give out that give out a bit more regularly. And you might just have to say, have a quiet word with one or two people that might frequently be on the receiving end. Just say, look, take no notice of Anna when she's like this. She just goes on one and it's just how she manages on the pitch or whatever. And, yeah. it's, you know, so like, it's, again, everyone's different and like there's different um, ways of kind of, uh, I suppose, dealing with all sorts of situations. And you sort of have to take it as it comes because no team, no two teams are going to be the same. Um, and like you're going to be dealing with, especially in a football team, like you're going to be dealing with huge amounts of personalities and um, people come from all walks of life and, um yeah so you start small and try to like build keep building up that that positive um feeling around the place um and keep encouraging each other look you're all coming out at the end of the day for the same reasons um and yes you might get frustrated at different times but just like again taking a step back remembering the bigger picture and realizing like like they're not coming out on this miserable Sunday morning in the absolute <laughs> lashing rain to purposefully do something to annoy you or anything like that so um yeah it's I it's think a lot easier said than done probably and um that's probably very idealistic how I've how I've explained it and you'll come into situations where there's it's a lot more complex and um it can be harder to to manage but again getting the right people in place that can support that as well is really important i think um some of the points you made there anna are like so applicable i guess not just to like your team environment but to every area of life as well like yeah. i suppose the people we choose to surround ourselves with you were saying people like maybe some people who drain your energy some people who bring you up and i think 
in every area of life if we can surround ourselves with more of the people who give us energy rather than like some people will drain energy from us and we feel wrecked after being around them. And maybe we need to limit our exposure to those kind of, um, to that kind of environment as much as we can to allow us to flourish. And I suppose it sounds like you've cultivated an environment now where it is very much tipped in the way of the people who, who give you energy. And I suppose that, that comes down to what you've, the environment you've created. And I guess you're saying that comes down to, okay, open communication and like not just expecting something from someone, but telling them, telling them what you want, telling them what would be better, not just criticizing them, but telling them how they can maybe improve upon things. And I guess things being very open and constructive. And it's like, it's the same for everyone. Like everyone needs to be able to take that little bit of constructive criticism. Um, And I guess it's just, it's for the greater good, like you said. And if we can bring that into maybe our work lives, into our home lives, we can't expect the people around us to know what we want if we don't tell it to them. Mm -hmm. And I think environment as well, it's not just the people, it's like, it's okay, the things you're looking at on your phone, it's the things you're listening to when you're out for a walk. If we can have as much of those positive influences and energizing like forces as possible, it's, it's going to, I guess, allow us to flourish that bit more yeah 100 percent. like literally everything you've kind of mentioned there is so so accurate and um it you know a, a lot of my analogies do come back although i try not to identify them <laughs> and, and what, a lot of the analogies kind of do come back to the sporting yeah. walks like but like it, it transfers over so much then into like the workplace and um and like you said your day-to-day just surrounding yourself with people who are have that positive impact on you and and don't drain that energy from you um because look like your energy is uh, on a daily basis is so important like it's so important for yourself to be able to live the life you want to be able to live and if you have somebody or something that is draining the life out of you you just maybe need to take a look as to how important that that thing is or or is their way of managing it a bit better um or is it just that for your sake you need to take a step back here um so again like it takes like maybe talking to somebody to realize that something is draining energy um whether it's a role you're carrying out a job a person a place whatever it might be literally anything under the sun it could be but um but yeah it's just so important to surround yourself with things and like again I feel like I you know I've learned these over the last couple of years like this is it's taken a long time to get to this point and I say I'd say now if I was to come back and listen to this in in 10 years time I have so many more <laughs> we're like I oh, know you're you're all wrong there this is how it is now <laughs> but at this moment in time these are the things that are have been like making my life so much so positive and having yeah. such a, a brilliant impact on me that's amazing um when you're saying that there I wish I interviewed 17 year old Anna now and we could see what's <laughs> the difference <laughs> we probably had many <laughs> we probably had she many of the interviews in the car but they just weren't recorded <laughs> definitely um the next question I have for you Anna um is I know you were saying that there's obviously um there's been some tough times along the way and um you mentioned probably 
maybe one of the biggest ones for you back over the years was that ACL. How did you deal, like, how do you deal with setbacks or how did you deal with a big setback like that? Um, so I was, I think I was 17 or yeah, maybe just gone, maybe 18. Um, and you know what? I actually didn't deal with that ACL injury well at all. Um, I didn't do my rehab very well, probably. Um, I should, should I be admitting that to a physio? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I, like my motivation was really low and I was kind of a little bit, um, like I kind of isolated myself. I maybe didn't stay integrated in my teams like hugely because I just wasn't really able to. Um, and I know that definitely if I had, if I'd gone and sought help, I'd have like, as in, I don't mean help, like, I just mean like someone to come to the gym with me or whatever it might've been it, 110% would have been there. But I was just young and kind of still had that piece of, sure, what do I do if I'm not playing football? And I um yeah like found it hard to like stay motivated throughout that but because I very much so tried to do it by myself um whereas now if I touch wood I hope I don't have to go through that rehab again but um yeah like now I think I'd approach it so 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 differently and and again like like what we've been saying all the time surrounding yourself with people who can help you and get you over the line keeping kind of breaking things down like I was just looking so so far down the line just thinking god like how am I going to get through nine months of rehab like what an absolute drag whereas I should have been looking at you know more short-term goals looking at right I'm gonna set targets or whatever in the gym this many single squats single squats this many whatever um and just break it down week by week and even if it was like I was, I'd say there was probably weeks where I didn't, oh God, I don't know how, like probably, there probably were weeks that went by that I did very, very little rehab. And like, even if I just started small then and was like, right, 100% just go to the gym twice and do the full rehab program and do it, you know, as well as you can and just do it twice um, this week and like start smaller or whatever and set those smaller goals. Um, But yeah, so I'm, I maybe didn't, manage that one very well but like now setbacks you kind of manage you become more resilient you like we've been saying you build up skills you reflect on things that went well and that didn't go well and you break down break it down into practical ways of of improving um because again like i said if you are to get too caught up in it or if like you were saying if you are anxious about something if you take practical steps towards rectifying whatever it is that's causing anxiety or whatever it is that causes setback um you can then you you bring it back within your control and it is far less stressful it um you know it impacts far less psychologically then because you're putting those practical steps in place and you just i suppose reframe it as a learning curve as opposed to a setback yeah. um wow and you're gonna come at like I've dealt with them like I said I've dealt with them very poorly and can deal with them a bit better now and that's probably like you do build up resilience over time as well um but like it really it's a like it comes back I'm beating on the same drum but 
it does come back to doing those those practices that that help you in, in other walks of life as well yeah that's absolutely huge and like I guess like it, it it's simple when you break it down like that but it like that takes a lot of time to learn and I suppose maybe there's a few things in there that maybe maybe back at that age you like you were very much identifying um yourself as a footballer whereas maybe now you've gained the I guess the skills to not do that so much and it's like if we find ourselves getting overwhelmed or like thinking about that end goal maybe we were too focused on getting back on the pitch rather than what can I do what are the three things within this week that I can focus on that I can control and that gives us the power to to take that bit of action and just put that one foot in front of the other and, and get get that bit of momentum going yeah absolutely that's like pretty much bang on and you just have to um just focus on like the short term sometimes and and yeah focus on making those smaller goals and just just hitting those and and getting your win that week and yeah you've had a setback but like set and like geez be kind to yourself like set a nice handy old goal there for yourself like start <laughs> that to do this with something really easy like <laughs> whether it's whether it's like you know, getting off, right? So the t- I make the bed. It's top of the to-do list today and like something real simple and straight away, tick it off. Yeah. Um, and you're like putting yourself out, like I said, putting your best foot forward and starting yourself on on a good foot. Um, and like just, yeah, like obviously <laughs> they can't be your goals all the time. <laughs> but, but when you are in a place where you're feeling a bit more vulnerable, like do be kinder to yourself and just give yourself nice handy old tasks. to put yourself back in a a positive kind of uh, flow I know we're joking about that but um, I think that's huge like set like set things that are like achievable and get the ball rolling with it and I'm going to quote Annie Galvin on that on set yourself a nice old handy goal there (laughs) (laughs) it's getting yourself winning like and it's like it's creating some positives some things that you can be grateful for along the way which I think is so important and to celebrate them then as well at the end of the week those three boxes are ticked yeah 100% absolutely um, so I've no idea how long we've been talking for now, but I'm going, <laughs> I don't want to take off all of your day and you've been so kind with your time. So I have one final question to ask you, Anna, and um, I'm very excited to hear what your answer is to this, because I know that like just from what you've said, you've learned an awful lot over the years through, through the experiences that you've had. So I would love to know, like, what is the one piece of advice that you would give to a younger Anna right now um gosh yeah so if you like had to oh god I know it's, it's a really hard it's a hard one to identify what you find the most key thing to kind of um if there's back. a few we, we can take yeah. a few if there's a few um but I think I think the two key things is definitely so first of all you are not what you do like you are how you make people feel and it's that like these things are so much more important than just what you do so like again coming back to your identity piece like your identity is not just what you do or 
you know it's not just the sport that you play you're not just a footballer you're not just a runner you are so 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 much more than that and you have to look at the other roles that you um fulfill in that throughout your life and the impact that you're having on other people and other things in life as well you know you're having um you're leaving a legacy outside of just whatever it is that your your kind of key area might be and sometimes you get a bit wrapped up in it but I promise you like there's definitely so much more to your identity than just football or whatever it is um and then the other thing is that still learning and like we were talking about the balance and like I said balance doesn't have to be on a weekly basis or daily basis weekly basis even monthly like it can be across the year and taking a kind of broader picture of that so like now I'm like I'm still playing club football at the minute but like you're 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 not maybe doing what you might have done when you're playing county like it's a, it is different but that even that will be wrapped up soon and then I very much so will be taken like I just won't be playing football like I'm not going to be going out on the pitch before until the season starts again until pre-season training starts and I'll like you keep keep fit doing other things um myself and Kotlin should be looking into doing one of the characters we're looking into doing like aerial bar classes god knows what that even is <laughs> we're going to do something completely off the Richter scale and just do something totally random um and just give I uh, give your mind a break so like get that balance um I say myself and we always say uh you can't you can't pour from an empty cup so you have to you have to fill the cup and um, so over over the winter now that is very much so what what I'm kind of working on and that's you know the random activities and it's going on holiday and it's going to EP last weekend and whatever like meeting with your friends and spending time with those people that you can't see all the time and stuff like that um, and just yeah filling that cup so that when next season comes around you can pour again. I absolutely love that and I think they're two amazing points so um Thank you so much for your time today, Anna. And um, I suppose I just want to say that you are a huge inspiration to me. And I know that you are to so many people. And just chatting to you today, like it, it's becoming very clear why you are so successful in everything that you are doing. So um, thank you so much for everything. And it was so lo- so lovely chatting to you today. Claire, it was an absolute pleasure. Thanks, Mills, for having me on. <laughs>